This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Back with us, our good friend, political historian, data guru, educator. That's what we're going to put to use today. <laughs> the one and only Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going great. Okay, so we're going to talk about this bill. I talked about it uh, Monday on WIBC, so it caught my attention. Said we should talk about it today. And it comes to us from the Indianapolis Recorder. And the headline reads, Governor Holcomb signs ethnic studies bill into law. And then the subheadline below that is passage prompted by NWACP, NAACP, IUPUI partnership. Anything that has prompted by NAACP, my antennas stick straight up and I want to know more. Story reads, in part, as of July 1, all Indiana high schools will be required to offer ethnic and racial studies as an elected cor elective course at least once every school year under Senate-enrolled Act 337. Act 337, a bill authored by Senator Greg Taylor, Democrat of Indianapolis, was signed into law last week by Governor Holcomb during a private signing ceremony. Okay, you're the teacher here. What say you? All right. So, you know, what's happening in a lot of, um, as we have a more diverse population that's going into schools, so the intent is is to make the student um, base more ethnically diverse by understanding the different cultures of the students that are enrolled in the classroom. So You just said that with a straight face. Yes, I did. That's really the goal. I think that really is the goal is to, if you have a better understanding of the diversity of the students and the cultures that they come from, then you have a more tolerant view of people and their backgrounds. And, and, and overall, that's, that's, a, that's an admirable goal so that you don't discriminate against any individual person. Okay, so here's the first red flag for me. 
Governor Eric Holcomb signed this during a private signing ceremony. Anything they want the public to know about, right. there's a huge press conference, fireworks, balloons, free hot dogs, mm-hmm. tons of photos. Private signing ceremony tells me a very small group of people are being made happy, and they don't want the public to know about it. Am I wrong? Yeah, that usually does tend to indicate that this was not something they wanted broadcasted across. Um, there was probably, uh, obviously there was a consensus because this passed through the legislatures and it arrived on his desk. He could have vetoed it. Um, so this came through and it was supported by the majority of the legislature. Um, okay, so here's my, here's my first beef with this issue. If a school corporation wants to offer uh, this class... Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I got no problem with the class. But the fact that the state of Indiana is telling the Brownsburg School Board yes. or the Avon School Board or Zionsville School Board, you have to offer this class, I don't like that. Yeah, now it's supposed to be an elective. That means that it's not a required course. It's something that students can choose to sign up for. Um, so I guess the question I would have about this is there's not enough information, I guess. What I'd like to see about it is what's in the curriculum, what's going to be taught. I'd like to see what is the actual curriculum and what's being taught and who authored the actual curriculum. I've written curriculum, and um, that is the the devil is in the details here. Uh, my, my other issue with this is, well, okay, but again, if a school board wants to offer it, whether it's elected or not, okay, that's good. If that mm-hmm. reflects the values of that community, if that's an emphasis the community wants to have, that's okay. But the fact that the state of Indiana says, no, you have to offer this course. Yes. So, I mean, conceptually at least, they're going to have to hire many school corporations a new teacher because doesn't someone have to be like trained to teach this class? Yeah, and this this is the concern that I would have on this is – I've written curriculum, um, not only, you know, for the college level. Um, and so the issue is whoever the person is that's writing the curriculum, and not that we've had any recent curriculum issues at the college university, say Butler University. Right, <laughs> right. right. Where we've had... We went after the president. Yeah, that went after the president. So this really needs, and I would say for the local school boards, this curriculum and whoever teaches it needs to have... A a review with the school board and that curriculum needs to be submitted and the teacher needs to be brought in and you need to have a review of what's going to be taught and with the teacher of how they teach that information. Okay, so my second beef with this, other than first of all you're taking away local school board's ability to mm-hmm. decide where they want this, is this is what we're placing our mandatory emphasis on. It's not Shouldn't we have a class on the Constitution? Shouldn't we require one right. so that people actually know what their rights are? They actually know when the government is interfering in their uh, constitutional rights. Shouldn't we have a class on financial literacy so that people can actually balance a checkbook? I mean, if we're going to start mandating stuff, shouldn't we offer stuff that every student should be able to one, use, and two, really needs. Yeah, so part of this goes back to it, and it's even brought up in the article, is back in 2010, Arizona, which has been a pretty progressive on the conservative side of the agenda, came down and they banned some things uh, being taught about Mexican-American studies. And of course, and in retrospect, California and Oregon, which are more, and Washington came up as which were more liberal states, then plugged things into 
into their education system to do just the opposite. So this has started this whole back and forth of states legislating what is taught and what isn't taught. And then, of course, we've seen Core 40 and things come across the state, which we've had, you know, former Governor Bush in the state of Indiana talked about, which we talked about on the program. So there's a lot of things going back and forth. Texas School Board has got a lot of things because they go through this a lot. So um, I tell you what, the biggest problem here is, is that we have a lot of people making decisions and then we delegate it. And so the be, how, how is this taught? Well, it's left to the teacher. And so whoever that teacher is goes in the classroom and a lot of times their views are what is impressed upon these very impressionable minds. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to speak with Brian Reardon. He's from the American Made Coalition, uh, talking about tax policy. Yes, amongst all the Trump, Russia, everything else, uh, there is tax reform taking place in the United States government, so we'll talk with him about that, the importance for that. And then Scott's going to come back and join us to wrap up the show. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is in. FamilyDentistry.com. 
Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Time now to speak with Brian Reardon. He's with the American Made Coalition, and they represent many business owners trying to influence tax policy in the United States. President Trump has vowed big changes to the tax code. So we had a chance to sit down and talk with Brian about that, about the importance of getting these changes into law. Here's our conversation with the American Made Coalition's Brian Reardon. Brian, thanks for being with us today. Well, I really appreciate you having me. So tell us a little bit about this American-made coalition. What is it? It's a coalition of uh, U.S.-based companies. They're uh, large and small, but they tend to be in the manufacturing space. And they've uh, coalesced around the idea that we need to have comprehensive, transformative tax reform uh, if we're going to continue to be able to pay Americans the highest wages in the world. Uh, Right now, we've got a tax code that literally encourages businesses to move their headquarters, their operations, their investment, their jobs overseas. We need to reverse that. Uh, You know, it's it's tough enough competing in the world these days without having the tax code against you. And so that's, uh, that's what we're about. We're trying to bring money and jobs back to the United States. So take us through the U.S. tax code right now, and, and uh, how big, just put it in perspective, how big is the United States tax code? How big? It's, it's big. Um, uh, it's been around for you know, about 100 years in its current form, and it's, uh, you know, you stack it on the table, it's, it's, it's extremely high. But I think the big challenge, particularly for employers, for folks who create jobs and invest, is the, uh, the amount that it takes, the rates that we impose on businesses, are uh, the highest in the world, particularly when you look at you know the folks that we actively trade with. So when our companies are competing with a company from Europe or Asia or someplace else, um, you know, in addition to having to pay higher wages, and you know, we have in many cases more stringent environmental and health and safety regulations, we also have to pay higher taxes, and that's just shooting ourselves in the foot. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so the goal of tax reform, the goal of the American Made Coalition is to get those rates down, to transform the tax uh, code into a much more uh, friendly, uh, business employer friendly mode, so that we're no longer chasing dollars all over the world. We're just going to focus on taxing companies here in the United States. Um, that's that's pretty much what we're looking at. And you know what 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 they're talking about right now. The good news with uh, both the Congress and, and the White House is that. Um, you know, there's a lot of area of agreement. They agree that rates need to come down. They agree that we should focus on a territorial tax system where we shouldn't chase dollars of individuals and companies when they earn them overseas. And they agree that they should bring the cost of investing down. The big challenge is, though, how do you make that happen and make it permanent so that you can get it through the Senate, you can get it to the president's desk, and it's a permanent part of the tax code so that businesses will really change their behavior. And that's where, that's where we're running into challenges. Brian, tell the average person why they should care about tax reform, because the person hearing this may say, well, you know, I go to work every day. What do I care what the business tax rate is? Well, so we just, uh, today's Jobs Friday, right? Job report came out of the Department of Labor this morning. It was uh, a little disappointing, and I believe they revised down um, several of the um, um, previous month's estimates, which means that we're not creating jobs as quickly as we should. Wages are not growing as quickly as they should. So if you're a guy who's going to work every day, you got a good job, you're probably concerned about two things. One, 
how am I going to grow my income? How am I going to get higher wages? And two, is this job going to be around next year? Can I rely on this job? And tax reform can help improve the answers to both of those. Um, you get higher wages through higher investment and education, and you need capital to do that. Well, the tax reform is going to bring more capital back to the United States, right? And two, you have a better chance of keeping your job if your company's making money and it's able to compete not just domestically but worldwide for those contracts and for all the business that they go out and get, and tax reform can help with that too. The, <clears throat> the House plan, according to our friends over here at the Tax Foundation, would create 1.7 million additional jobs, and probably more importantly, it would allow wages to grow 8% higher than they are right now. Uh, what that means is, you know, the average worker, they have a better chance of having a job, and the better chance that that wage that they earn from that job is going to be higher. That's, what, that's why they should care. Get our guest Brian Reardon. He is with the group American Made Coalition. Brian, what is the end goal? What do you guys look at and say, this is good tax policy? If it encourages business investment here in the United States and it ends this practice of companies moving their headquarters the overseas, this so-called inversions, where you know a nice long-term American company decides they can't take it anymore, they're not going to pay these taxes, and they're going to move to someplace like Ireland or someplace else with a friendlier tax cut, we got to end that. that that's got to stop. Um, there's no reason why the United States can't be the destination for decisions like that. So instead of companies deciding to leave the United States because of the tax code, they should come here because of the tax code, because it's the best environment for them to invest and grow jobs. That, that would be success in, in our mind. Uh, do you guys want the individual rates to come down too, or are you solely focused on the business side of things? Well, it's, it's a business coalition, uh, so we're, we're focused more on, on uh, the business side of things. But the bottom line is, you know, we're made up of people, too. And I think it's really important for uh, individual families um, through tax reform to, to be able to keep more of what they earn. And, you know, both the House plan, the Trump plan, they both have significant tax reduction for middle-class families. So that, you know, again, if you look at what the Tax Foundation estimated, between higher wages and lower taxes, the House blueprint would give families an additional $4,600 a month to, or I'm sorry, a year to spend. Um, and, you know, if you're a middle-class family making $50,000, $60,000 a year, that's a, that's a big increase in, in, in their discretionary income. So the president runs on tax reform. The Republicans for years have run on tax reform. They've had control of the government now for five months. What's the delay? They've got a lot on their plate, and let's not underestimate the challenge. Um, you know, moving broad-based, transformative tax reform, you know, what we really need to change things around here. Um, that doesn't happen ever very often. The last time we did it was back in 1986, so over three decades ago. So getting it done is not going to be an easy task. And when you make big changes like this, there's going to be a lot of folks who might not like a particular part of it, and so they'll fight you just on that particular part, despite the fact that the overall plan will be good for them, good for, the Amer good for America. Um, the second challenge they have is that, you know, just based on the rules that they're operating on in the Congress, they need to get that health care bill done before they can move to tax reform. And so that's created a sort of an interesting, unique dynamic where um, I think, you know, they're, they're ready to move forward on tax reform and want to move forward on it. They just need to get that health care bill through the Senate before they can do it.
Do you feel like that this is going to begin moving quickly? We've heard from the president. We've heard from the Congress. We can't do it until health care is done. Are we going to start to get some movement on this bill? Uh, I think you will. Um, I think that uh, the Senate is focused on getting the health care bill done. My expectation is that you know, they will, if only because they have to, both politically and because you know you read every day about uh, insurance companies dropping out of the exchanges. Uh, at some point, you know, next year there are going to be some states where there is no insurance if you're in the individual market. Um, so they have to do it, and I think you know necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, they'll get it done, and once they get health care out of the way, then I, my expectation is they will move rapidly to tax reform. And uh, as I said, there's there's broad agreement on many of the provisions that would be in the bill. Um, there's a challenge of how you go about making it permanent, how you make sure that it fits within the overall budget. Uh, but I think they'll overcome that too because they've, you know, they're all in agreement. And if they're all in agreement on the broad strokes and the, you know, the goals, then I think they'll figure out a way to make the tactics work. Brian, take us through this border adjustability policy. The president's talked about it. It's something that's kind of new, especially in the American free trade uh, perception. What is border adjustability? This is an idea that um, comes from, you know, when people talk about sales taxes or if you've been to Europe or someplace else, they have value-added taxes. Canada does. Mexico does. In fact, 160 countries around the world have border-adjusted value-added taxes. And the idea is that you're going to focus on taxing um, consumption within your borders rather than what the U.S. tax code does for corporations, which is we focus on taxing production that's done here and abroad, all right? The net effect of that would be to um, make sure that you're not punishing American production because by border adjusting what we do here in the United States, you would level the playing field between products that are produced here and products that are produced elsewhere. Since we don't have border adjusted taxes here and everybody else does, it puts our producers, our workers at a disadvantage. And so what the House has got in mind, and it's, it's pretty innovative, but again, it's a new idea, and so people are pushing back. But the idea is let's eliminate the corporate tax. Let's move to something that's called a cash flow tax for businesses, which is like an income tax, but you allow immediate expensing. So you reduce the cost of investing in factories and equipment and stuff. And then let's border adjust it. So if you make something here and you export it overseas, you're not going to have to pay U.S. taxes on that. But if you make something overseas, you hire people over there, and then you want to bring it back to the United States, you're going to have to pay the same tax on that product as something that was produced domestically would pay. So you're leveling the playing field, and you're eliminating this incentive for companies to move operations and production overseas. Um, it's really a fairer way to do it. It's what everybody else does. It's time for us to catch up. Um, and, and the bottom line would be that if, if you do that, you can go about reducing rates, you can move to territorial, you can enforce the territorial so that you're not losing revenues overseas, and you can level the playing field all in this context of a comprehensive package that can be made permanent. It really is, uh, as we say, it's the glue that holds the House package together. Um, it's been getting a lot of attention lately, and, and I know that you know, folks are taking a look at other options aside from the border adjustment. But the simple reality is that, you know, we've been debating this for four or five months now. Nobody has come up with an alternative that meets all the needs of what we need to do, like the border adjustment does. Brian, as we wind down here, um, take us through the importance of tax reform for small businesses. 
small businesses, um, you know, they, I, I work a lot with private companies, and I always think that, you know, they're the fabric that holds the country together. You know, they're the guys that, the beauty of small businesses is that they take those economic decisions that are so important, like hiring and investing, and they take them away from the financial centers, the big cities, and they move them to the local communities. You know, they're the guys who sponsor the Little League, and they, they're part of the Kiwanis, and, you know, they're engaged in the local government. They really are the fabric that holds the country together. And more importantly, I mean, you know, during times of downturn, like we saw in 2007, 2008, where the guys up in New York and Chicago got a little over their skis, you know, it was the smaller banks, it was the local communities that made sure that our economy didn't go into the tank. Um, they, you know, they, they really do provide a safety net for financial crises like we saw seven or eight years ago. Um, they, you know, are the canary in the coal mine. If you don't see business creation, if you don't see optimism among the small businesses, then it's really difficult for the economy to move forward. And what we saw over the last eight years was a complete decline. It was a drastic decline in the startup rate which is a bad news because that's where a lot of our net job creation comes from. And you saw small business optimism plummet as well. So the goal of this tax plan has to be to make sure that small businesses are treated fairly. And I think, you know, Trump, the Congress, they're committed to make sure if, you know, you're reducing the corporate rate, we're going to reduce the tax rate on small businesses too. We're going to eliminate things like uh, the estate tax, which small businesses, family businesses have to pay. Every generation, they've got to buy back a portion of their company. That's just not fair. Um, get rid of the alternative minimum tax that hits small businesses pretty hard. Um, that, you know, there's that 3.8% surtax that they used to fund Obamacare. Everybody's in agreement we're going to get rid of that. So I think at the end of the day, if, if, if they just do the things everybody agrees on, small businesses will be in a much better place at the uh, once we pass tax reform. Brian, if you want to learn more about the American-Made Coalition, the work you're doing, and this tax reform policy, where can they find that at? You can find it at our website, the, uh, AmericanMade.com, and uh, we'd love to have you come. Uh, for the businesses out there, we're, we're eager for companies to join the coalition, and we're eager for people to talk to their representatives. Let them know that, you know, if, if, if you want to make sure that, you know, we still have production, manufacturing jobs, good-paying jobs right here in the United States, we need comprehensive transformative tax reform, and that's what the AMC is about. We're trying to make it happen. That was Brian Reardon from the American Made Coalition. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Scott Strong will return. We'll talk about tax policy in the United States and the importance of what we just discussed with Brian. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. 
You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, joined once again by the one and only Scott Strong as we wrap up the program. Now, Scott, we just heard from Brian Reardon from the American mm-hmm. Made Coalition talking about a need for the change in tax policies that relates to businesses in America. I'll tell you what, after hearing Brian and when they talk about the corporate tax rate and everything, I'm amazed a big company would open a business in America. And you work for a big four county yes, firm, yep. and a lot of their stuff is going overseas as well. Yeah, uh, you know, I tell you, there is a big need for the changes in tax policy, tax policy, and we've seen it in a lot of our clients here in Indianapolis. And of course, I mean, obviously, we are a big four accounting firm around the world, and so we've done a lot of work at the bequest of our clients asking us to help them set up financial centers. We've done a lot in Ireland and Colum Lepore and basically saying because they have cheaper tax policies and we've shifted a lot of our jobs of a lot of our auditors they still work for our companies. We're just hiring a lot of our employees now in those countries to do that and we're keeping a lot of our head leadership here but we're just, they're spending a lot of time overseas helping to oversee their financial arrangements and set up over there. Now these politicians, they're not stupid, right? No. I mean, they know we have an egregious ta- corporate tax rate that other people are a lot yes. cheaper and that these other businesses know that. Why aren't they acting quicker on this? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, nobody really knows the, the answer for that. And of course, we've seen a lot of things. Caterpillar has been in the news. There's, you know, obviously the Treasury Department's moving on that issue right now. Um, but right now we talk about um clean conservative estimates say there's more than a trillion dollars held overseas. Um, The Trump administration has put an opening salvo out there to saying, hey, we're going to give you just 15% or 10% um, to bring that trillion dollars back. Estimates are now saying that it could be as much as three to four trillion dollars. Why would anybody bring it back? Well, if you you don't have to pay 30 or 35%, but you had 10 or 15%, if all that money comes back, do you imagine the investment and the growth of what's come on. Um, and, and actually, that tax rate would spur on the economy in the U.S. We would have record investment and rest record in employment that would happen here, and that's called revision, where we would bring those monies that's held overseas. The problem is they've got so much money overseas, they don't know what to do with it, and you can only invest and build so much in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Ireland's doing very well. Yes, they are. It's almost like the oil thing in the Dakotas, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's another ex- excellent example. So shell production in the United States is doing very well. It's what's bringing the gas price down. It's probably what's going to save our Indiana legislature with our 10% gas price because that price is coming down. And one of the things that nobody's really talking about is the shell production and the shell producers in the U.S. are changing things in our economy and it's turning things around in the Middle East. Not good for them, but the Middle East has been taking all of that money, and they've been putting money out for these terrorist organizations to allow them to buy arms, which is why we've had some of the issues in Syria and these other countries. All right, they've been talking about this corporate tax, or at least on the conservative side, the Mm -hmm. conservative think tanks for years. We'll wrap up with this. Anything going to get done? Can Trump finally get this done? I think he is going to get it done. I don't know exactly how quick this is going to happen. Um, When it does happen, it's going to spur 
tremendous economic development. You've probably seen some of the things come out about Indiana being one of the best business states in Indiana. That's come after several years of legislation in Indiana bringing down our corporate tax rate. That will be what will happen to the United States when they get this tax policy pushed through. So we don't know when it's going to happen, but anything that they do will be better than what we have today. All right, Scott, great job as always. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, miss any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. All you have to do is search Central Indiana today. Till next time, for Scott Strong. Oh, and don't forget, as always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. For Scott Strong, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5.00. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317 317- 286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. 
Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.